Welcome to the Gatecast and our journey to the Pegasus Galaxy and the City of the Ancients, Atlantis. Hello, good evening and damp and slightly chilly on both our parts. Welcome to Gatecast episode 162, covering Stargate Atlantis season 1 episode 5, Suspicion. Good evening, everybody. Pardon my surprise. We went from <laughs> lubrication <laughs> method and taste and flavour straight into good evening. I, I, I had to pause for breath. <laughs> <laughs> I try and make them long enough so that you can sort of gather your thoughts briefly enough to say hello back. And besides, um, I know you can fix it in post. I can do it. It's just that sometimes it comes out of the blue. You know, your, your brain's running down one topic and all of a sudden there's a side street and you're off. <laughs> Um, be glad I only do single jumps when I'm talking to you. Usually I bounce across eight interconnect topics in my head and blurt out the result. <laughs> you know, when you start to understand me when I'm talking like that, be afraid. Be very afraid. Right. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. We're doing a Stargate Atlantis episode today. Oh. As Alan says, suspicion. Not too bad an episode. I think we'll have fun. Indeed. Ooh, cable for Claymore. Cable for Claymore. What's that? I'm watching the little four screen preview a bit. Oh, right. I would say slightly worried-looking McKay, but that's pretty much default McKay. Yeah, you can't really pin down an episode from he looks worried. <laughs> he looks concerned. Yeah. We could try that so we can come up with new synonyms for worried for McKay for every episode. That's a bloody big team. What, is that another preview window? It's the left-hand one. The Claymore Wiry one was on the bottom right. Okay. Then there's one with the Puddle Jumper and one with the Chris Heimdall. Top left to bottom right. Uh, one is the conference table with Chris Heimdall and Elizabeth. Top right is the Puddle Jumper. Bottom left is Team Assembly and Exit with about, it looks like, 12 of them. Um, bottom right is Cable Laying and McKay hiding behind polystyrene block construction for cover that everyone seems to build near their Stargate. <laughs> Comes in useful, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, and that are conveniently staff weapon, wraith weapon and uh, bulletproof. Because the average things that most people hide behind are about as useful for stopping the high velocity round as tissue paper. Yeah, forget Trinium. We should make our spaceships out of that rock. <laughs> uh, on condition you assemble them in orbit. Yeah. And where are you going to get that stuff out with the gravity well? Can you seriously imagine how dense it is? <laughs> you see, pre-episode discussion. Don't they use ceramics now for some components in uh, machinery? And Kevlar's been largely replaced by ceramic vests. Yeah. I think I was uh, really amazed when I saw ceramic springs. Yeah, you wouldn't think they're inherently flexible, would you? But <laughs> they work, so... The ceramic springs are normally used for earthquake-proofing buildings because you can uh, manufacture them to much higher load tolerance than metal. Yeah. I used to have Discovery Channel. There's nothing worse than being in an earthquake and the springs on the building squeaking. It'll drive you up the wall. Well, into the wall. Sit. Stay. Good pussycat. I was referring to the line, not my own pussycats. Well, you just really don't know anymore, do you? Although normally when it's your own cat, your voice is a little bit more panicky. My tone alters slightly, doesn't it? I thought to yourself, I'd like to listen to a Star Trek podcast. That's different. I'm ready to irradiate your existing brain cells. Oh, how about one with an English host? T.L. Grey Hot. Or a news section. Accessing library computer data. Or one that can help you navigate for the latest Star Trek news. Can anyone remember when we used to be explorers? Well, not quite, but... Track News and Views will bring you the latest news with either review or discussion from a wide variety of co-hosts. Oh my. Don't accept anything less. And you people, you're all astronauts on some kind of Star Trek. Track News and Views. iTunes, Stitcher Radio 
and on the Trek FM website. Other similar podcasts are but to be discouraged. My mother actually got me an original series Star Trek 2007 calendar. If anyone in the UK or Ireland wants it, when you're listening to this episode, I'm currently thinking of a number between 1 and 10. Tweet me. And if you get the number, I'll post it to you. But I'm unprepared to post it as far as the UK, because frankly, I'm a cheap bastard. And you get it for nothing. So feel free to tweet me. I'm at PhasedOut, P-H-A-Z-E-D-O-U-T, with numbers between 1 and 10. And the first tweet I get that gets the right number gets the calendar. You can DM me your address, if that doesn't disturb you, the fact that I might know your address. It's a 2007 Star Trek calendar, unused as far as I know. It may not be shrink-wrapped anymore. It'll come in handy again. 2035 or so. <laughs> right, there you go. It'll be worth a fortune by then. Actually, I do come have on. a daily tear-off Josh Kirby Discworld calendar, and it's literally 300-odd pages of Josh Kirby artwork. Oh, nice. Unfortunately, it was for a leap year. <laughs> it will become valid in 2028. <laughs> it was 2004, and the days will line up again in 2028. I'm bloody keeping it until it's valid, and now I'm going to use it. I don't blame you. I was listening to a podcast at work today, and we got a mention. Yes, I saw from your tweet. Ah, yes. Previously in the Alpha Quadrant, they do coverage of the Star Trek Enterprise series. Mm-hmm. And Michael Clark, who follows us and occasionally tweets, she said it was one of the podcasts he listens to. Well, Bless him. Okay, I've rebound and reset my line. Are we good? Yep, my line's ready to go. Okay. A three, a do, a hen. Clicky. Fading out from line, fading in on, previously on. Yeah, city, the gate. Major Shepard, who are all these people? I am Taylor and Morgan. Very high steps. This is basically a recap of the premiere episode. Indeed. Oh, we'd like to, but we can't. Oh, that's it. Uh, Carson. <laughs> the Queen. <laughs> everything, throwing everything into the mix, aren't they? You don't know what you have done. Okay, alarm. I like this software because it automatically puts the subtitles on. <laughs> Counts as a good thing. It's Major Shepard's IDC. Ah, a new technician. Yes. Edmund Kato Wong. He does five episodes of SGA. Lower the shield. Yeah, uh, you know what her expression there said? Her expression there said, crap, I wish we'd installed the blaster. (laughs) That took quite a while to lower. There we go. That's it. They haven't learnt a damn lesson, have they? Yep. Stay out of line of fire. Please sounded in the right hand. That's going from left to right. Headphone for me. Raise the shield. Hey! What are they doing? Oh! Oh, you idiot! They're firing at you, so you stop and turn around at the gate, which is still open. Mm-hmm. But aren't they stun blast? Did I actually shoot to kill? Yeah, they are stun blast. But I've said it before in you know in SG One and the SGC. When you're being fired at, you get out of the line of fire. You don't just stop and stand on the what would be the ramp. Mm. Yeah. Oh, poor Rodney. How you feeling? I can't talk. Can't talk either. I think he's got cotton wool in his mouth, or he's just. Ow. <laughs> what? He took one of those wraith stunners right in the face. It's really quite fascinating, actually. The wraith weapon impedes the fire of neurons that enable the necessary... Carson! <laughs> That's a big watch he's got on. Yeah. Don't worry, Rodney. You'll be up and about in no time. Bloody good thing that wraith weapon's only designed to incapacitate. Or he'd be dead. What? He's drooling as well. <laughs> nice touch. Could I see you for a second? Yes. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Doing weird things with the stereo. It keeps actually shifting from headphone to headphone. 
Oh! He's gonna be fine. I've heard. <laughs> okay. I'll just keep saying it for the next five years. <laughs> Same old thing. Which makes it the fifth time your team's encountered the Wraith. Out of how many missions? Nine. Got a lot of extras walking the corridors. So probably not a coincidence. I think it's pretty damn obvious now. We've got a spy in Atlantis. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's not good. And they have a lot of conversations on these steps leading up to the command deck. Those steps don't look very fall-downable. Ooh. What? You mean solid? They do look solid, that's the point. They don't look very fall-downable. You do some fairly serious damage. And credits. <laughs> right then. Suspicion. Season 1, Episode 5, The Gatecast, Episode 162. The story by Kerry Glover, written by Joseph Malozzi and Paul Mully, directed by Mario Azapardi. Got its US premiere on the Sci Fi Channel, August the 6th, 2004. First aired in the UK, November the 9th, same year. Once again, I've had trouble finding Canadian and Australian air dates, so if anybody knows a resource for them, let me know, please. Episode title, yeah, go on. Yes, quite a few. Survivor, NCIS, Falcon Crest, The Lost World, Seventh Heaven, Avida's Pet, Cheers, Once and Again, Flying Doctors, and if you're going into the movie world, the Hitchcock movie, Suspicion. Yep, so it was a pivotal moment in developing the Atlantis community with the inevitable issues of trust among two cultures thrown together through dire circumstances finally resolved. As we and our team found out whether their faith in Taylor has been misplaced or not, the team find themselves in interesting conflicts, all of which gave the actors opportunities to further establish their characters. There wasn't dialogue, so I thought I could squeeze that paragraph in. Yeah, because all we had was Rodney massaging his docking feet. Mm-hmm. As you can see, the briefing room table has changed. Don't know where they got that table from, don't know where the old table went, but it's changed. It's a big city. <laughs> yes. It's got a hole in the middle. Taylor wasn't invited. She's a member of my team. She's also an Athosian, sir. So? If we've been compromised and every indication suggests that we have, it's almost certain that one of them is responsible. Here we've got a new character, Sergeant Bates, played by Dean Marshall, Canadian actor. He's been in Fringe, 2012, Eureka, Smallville, Jeremiah. He eventually does nine episodes of SGA. Mm-hmm. The Wraith have shown up on five of the last nine planets your team has visited, and given the fact that two of those worlds were unpopulated... We can pretty much assume that they're being alerted to your missions by someone on this base. If someone on this base was communicating with the Wraiths, then why hasn't Atlantis been attacked? Good point. <laughs> Good point. Maybe we should just stop using the Stargate indefinitely. We can't do that. Why not? Because we need ZPMs to power this place. They seem to be running fine right now. Unfortunately for uh, Dean, his character here is pretty much to be the antagonist. Even if you agree with him, you don't really like him. Yep. This is the only Stargate in the Pegasus Galaxy that can even reach Earth. And if it comes to that, we're going to have to use a self-destruct before the Wraith take the city. Bottom line, we need to use the gate. Then we got to find out who's responsible, ASAP. I suggest we start by confining all non-base personnel to the south side of the complex. Are you kidding? That's the absolute minimum we should do if Colonel Sumner was still... He's here. not! Shepard's lacking of tail and her people. As that's a politic move to remind his subordinates of his position and more indication of his character's morality. He needed to put his foot less to establish that superior members were superior more because they believed what was happening was wrong and that Taylor was in fact a great asset. That said, steps should be taken to safeguard the more sensitive areas of this facility. It's only reasonable. I recommend no-go zones start with Stargate operations, the labs, power generation, and the jumper bay. I'd like to meet with every Athosian on this base. I mean, they've been here three months. I only know a handful of them by name. I could start setting up interviews as soon as we're done here. In the meantime, all gate travel is suspended until further notice. One thing is noticeable, that Ford doesn't say a damn thing in this episode, which doesn't bode well for his future in the show. Indeed. 
Sorry, ma'am. You can't come up. I'm on my way to see Dr. Weir. That area is off limits. Hey, oh, there's oh. Taylor. Watch it. <laughs> I believe there's been some sort of misunderstanding. I was unaware a meeting had been called. Let's take a walk. Oh, dear. What is happening? There may be a security leak on Atlantis. Are you certain? Well, I'm not certain, certain, but pretty certain. That doesn't look very real. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? <laughs> no, even with the fan just blowing her hair, it doesn't look real. They may have cut down a bit on the special effects budget of these episodes, mm-hmm. just to shave costs a bit. You suspect an ethosion? Dr. Weir wants to meet him, that's all. It's not personal. Well, well, I mean, it is in the sense that she wants to meet them all personally. You're aware of the horrors generations of my people have faced at the hands of the Wraith, and yet you would still question their loyalty? Come on, Taylor, that's not fair. you got people running around Atlantis that she's never even met. I know each and every one of them. I would stake my life on their innocence. Okay. Well, perhaps you've noticed, but every time we step through the Stargate, bad guys try to kill us. He's rather digging a hole for himself, isn't he? Yep. There's no easy way to say this. All we're asking for... There's a little cooperation, that's all. Let her finish this end, Joe. Well, this isn't really a conversation, is it? He's just kind of telling her how it is and hoping for the best. You shall have it. That's it. Harling, how's dental? Start with a kid. Well enough for a boy confined to his living quarters. Quick reference back to hide and seek. It's temporary, but it is a necessary precaution. So I've heard now, are those chairs ancient design? Because they look really complicated. Yeah, they probably got them off the table. <laughs> they took them with them. Yep. You really need a stenographer. Couldn't they just record the conversation? You have no idea how many times in my 21-year career I had that conversation. <laughs> Speaking as the person who had to record the bloody conversation in a pen oh, and paper. Right. <laughs> Trust me, bureaucracy doesn't allow for it. And they are tracking our movements, and we need to find out how. Your help with this would be greatly appreciated. Then by all means, how can I be of assistance? Thank you. Since you've been here in Atlantis, you've been off-world three times? Yes, I've been acting as a guide on behalf of Sergeant Stackhouse's reconnaissance team, helping to establish relations between your people and some of our former trading partners. Stackhouse reported he lost track of you in a couple of these outings. I did take the time to visit some close friends. Interesting. Two of your three visits predated wraith attacks by approximately a day. Sergeant. What are you suggesting? I'm not suggesting anything. You think I would betray my own people? The problem with having Sergeant Bates here, he should have been in the, the first two or three episodes. You know, he's just appeared as if by magic. As if by magic? A Bates appeared. Yeah, they really need to, needed to build the character up to make him be the bad guy. Hmm. We just need to clarify a few things. Then allow me. I lost my closest friend in the Wraith attack that forced us from our homeworld. Selena, the woman you spoke to before me, lost both her parents. In fact, you'd be hard-pressed to find an Athosian who has not experienced loss at the hands of the Wraith. These are the people you accuse. <laughs> <laughs> you really don't want to piss on me, and in fairness, given the roles he's played and given the violence he's capable of displaying, and given the fact that he probably outweighs you by about 60 pounds. Once again, Elizabeth Weir, the ace diplomat negotiator on Earth, is totally incompetent. Mm-hmm. The fact that she's allowed Bates to pretty much say, look, it's obviously not our people, so it must be yours. There's a reason Christopher is such a popular actor. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think it's too much to ask. But what is it? No. 
Nothing, nothing. I just cannot bear the same meal day after day after day. Well, buck up a little. I'm trying to run a diagnostic. Yep. Is it really bothered? I mean, we are stranded with limited resources in another galaxy. I mean, come on, the nearest Bob's Big Boy is 300 million light years away. We have to make do. If that means you have to eat my favorite food two days in a row, so be it. You enjoy military rations? I know, it's weird. Hospital food, too. Only reason I don't like airplane food is you can't get seconds, and I'm an absolute... Hello. What is it? Well, it's command subject you've never seen before. What is its function? I don't know, because I've never seen it before. <laughs> okay, I'm going to cross-reference this with the uh, ancient database up in the control room. I'm just going to grab the... Uh... What is that? No, nothing, nothing. I didn't, no, no, you were just... No, 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 no. I didn't. What have you done, Radic? What have you done? Look at them, like two little boys caught doing something they shouldn't be doing. And what the odds McKay's already figured out a way to blame it on Zelenka. Well, what do you know? Atlantis has got a sunroof. Hey! I had no idea the roof could do that. Neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> I like Radic. Yes. Radic is my Walter. The gate room and surrounding sections have been close to us. And we may no longer have access to the medical facility without escort. We're under constant surveillance, our movement's restricted. How long must we put up with this? It's already been too long. They have no problem uh, making candles, do they? Even though they don't seem to have any livestock anymore. For a population that was in a relatively small part of the, the planet, there's a bewildering variety of accents, isn't there? She's not getting invited to meetings, is she? Yep. The presence of a Wraith collaborator threatens us all. Then you support Dr Weir's decision to confine us? Holling. We are their guests. We've become more like their prisoners. But unlike prisoners, we can choose to leave. Where would you go? You not mean to say where would we go? And look who we've got there. In the background, Agam Darshi. Really? What? Where? Right in the background. She was the woman that was talking when it started. Oh, I was sitting there at 10 feet from her about a month and a half ago. She did two episodes of Atlantis, one of Universe and, of course, a regular in Sanctuary. 23, I think. Also did Sight, Dead Zone, The L Word, the movie Watchmen. She has a wonderful sense of humour and was wearing a very clinging top. You trust Dr Weir that much? I do. More than you would trust your own people? No! I understand her responsibility. Holling, we have met with the Wraith off-world so often and so quickly. There must be a reason beyond coincidence. Give them a chance to find it. Unfortunately, Taylor, you know, reason, debate and argument doesn't really work when people are upset and... Uh... That girl who close in shot, that wasn't a Gandashi, but you bear a certain resemblance to uh, Johnny and Blaylock, that one on the right. I do not approve of some of their measures. But I do know that in the end they will help to prove our innocence. Atlantis is far more than shelter, it is hope! Not only for our people, but for everyone who would stand against the Wraith. We must not abandon that hope. Now they may reside here, Taylor, but they're not the ancestors. No matter how much you wish them to be. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a gamma, right? That's how much I was choosing wearing less. Mm. Ah, Ford. Ah, at last, he speaks. So that's what you call it, sunroof. <laughs> heard they got the sunroof open on the jumper bay. Yep. Also heard you're planning to take a jumper out. I figure that's what the door on the roof is for. Anyone else call shotgun? Just gonna drive around the planet. Check it out. Oh, you're just checking out the planet? Oh, uh, never mind then, that's cool. I mean, I got better things to do than cruise around the planet in a spaceship. He seems happy. 
Well, he wants to go for a drive. Fed up being stuck on base, even though he gets to go on all the missions like most of the other people there. What's that? How about a nice turkey sandwich? Let's go. <laughs> How much food do you think they actually brought with them? Well, I mean, you see, it isn't like SGU. It wasn't grab what you can. Yeah. This was if they organised, but mind you, I don't know how long military rations last, but do they actually have turkey sandwiches inside those packs? I wasn't expecting you. I was surprised to be left off your list. I didn't feel it was necessary in your case. On the contrary, you should have spoken to me first. Doesn't that have a sense of being summoned to the principal's office? It does a bit, don't it? Yeah. He's there again. Everywhere you explain, look, he's there. You're right. I should have. I can tell you anything you need to know about my people. Is it possible you don't know them all as well as you think? Well, maybe you'll get killed by end episode. <laughs> I empathize with you, Dr. Weir. As leaders, we are often forced to make difficult decisions in the interests of those we serve. But many of my fellow Athosians are not so understanding. I know. But there's nothing I can do about that now. People can suspect my motives for these meetings all they want. You and I need to agree that we have a problem. I have to do whatever I can to get at the bottom of it, and right now that means sitting down and talking with every single person here. You should know there is talk of leaving Atlantis. I hope it doesn't come to that. Not all change is for the worse. Elizabeth to interrogate everybody except for Taylor. Yeah, that's the say that's using your Athosian mind trick. Oh, you think so? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but I was watching an episode of Castle one day, and Robert Picardo popped up in it, and then the following day I was watching an episode of Justified, and he popped again. <laughs> Considering two episodes were probably recorded three years apart. He's like Cassandra, you never know where he'll pop up. And who did I see in a one-off appearance in Arrow last night but Agent Ballard from Dollhouse. Truly is a small triple, isn't it? <laughs> you keep seeing the same people. You've got to be really disappointed if you're an actor based in Vancouver and you don't appear on five or six shows every year. The episode of Castle I watched the other day, I recognise him but I can't remember his name. He's a baldy guy with a beard and a slightly foreign accent. The guy who resembles Tony Amendola but isn't. Oh yeah. Is that inertial dampening? be hit by so many G's, our eyes would pop. Skin would pull away from our faces, our brains would squish up to the back of our skulls, and our internal organs would be crushed into these chairs. What about that sandwich? See, I'm useful. No, you're not. Mm, neatly unfold. Well, and at least they have enough thickness in the surrounding walls that it's plausible that those metal plates could actually fit. Yeah. That looks EG. I'd imagine so. You know, the set is big, but perhaps not that yeah, big. Yeah, from the other knee, did you think it was going to go the other way? What way? When it went up, I thought it was going to go backwards. How about Atlantica? Something like that. I thought we agreed you weren't going to name anything anymore. <laughs> so this is explaining why this vessel doesn't fly like a, mm-hmm. an aircraft. <laughs> I honestly don't think anybody really cares. There was a pilot, so he's put it on uh, autopilot straight away so he can eat his sandwich. Yes. It is. Wonder how big it is. Big. Really big. It's huge. Define huge. 15 million square miles. I'll give or take. Well, that would make it approximately the size of, uh... I have no idea, but it sounds huge. Hang on, McKay, come on, you should know that. By jumper, ground to ground. I saw some sweet breakers on the south tip. They may be surfing in our future. We should send a team to go get soil and water samples. He's right. If the land's arable, it could solve a lot of our food production problems. 
Actually, I was thinking of something else. Not surfing? No, sir. We can't resume off-world missions as long as the Athosians remain in the city. So you want to dump them on the mainland? It's not like we're sending them out there to die, Major. Well, how the hell would you know? They look pretty well down there. A second ago, we were going surfing. Well, that was after we checked for monsters and bugs and other space-related things. I can't imagine it'd be any worse than their original homeworld. That could just be failure of imagination on your part. In any case, a survey would tell us what we need to know. <laughs> this isn't a good episode for Elizabeth. No. It does not handle this very well at all. It doesn't help that the bloke she's kind of put in second in command of this interrogation is a kind of a... has a mindset. Dick. Yeah, well, yeah. I think I went to the same place either. I was just rather more... Uh, <laughs> it's the same. How fun would this have been if it had been Kavanaugh, though? Kavanaugh? Yeah. He'd <laughs> have, have been foaming at the mouth. Oh, oh. No, I mean, how fun would it have been if it had been Ford? He'd have just sat there and doodled. Is it true you've discovered land in this world? Yes, it is. Then my people wish to take our leave to explore it. I'm losing all faith in air commandability during this episode. This is when you're casually walking along the corridor and somebody jumps out and hits you. You know, that, is, that, that's, is that not a small bit threatening? Yeah, everybody's surrounding you. Step back, please. Personal space. For both our people. I don't get it. Up until now, you've been insisting on access to the Stargate, and now you're proposing to deliberately cut yourself off from it? We cannot leave. And we cannot stay. The mainland presents us with a third option. I see. You said yourself this was a temporary measure. Yes, of course. You have the means to assure us passage between Atlantis and the mainland. Convenient, India. A solution has appeared. And if we resume our mission to the Stargate and stop encountering the Wraith at every turn, it'll only prove that there is a spy on the Athosians. And when you continue to encounter the Wraith at every turn, it will only prove our innocence. Isn't he terribly reasonable? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not going to let us go, so, I don't know, let's go to the island instead and make it like it's our idea. Yeah, we're taking our ball and we're going home. Yeah, very much being realist about it. Is that what you mentioned, the food? And the back of talking sandwiches? Well, that's it. They haven't got any food production. They've done a little bit of trading, mm. but I'm sure they haven't got turkey sandwiches from anywhere. Mm. There's a lot of people in that city. Yeah. And like they say, if you know, this landmass is that big, then uh, these people will be able to exploit it wonderfully. Hmm. It's a trope, though, isn't it? Suspicion, interviews, paranoia, interrogation. It's been done in many a series, that's true. I swore I wouldn't go on to TP trope again, because the last time I did, I lost three and a half hours. <laughs> Clicking through from thing to thing to thing, like, ooh, ah, yee, ooh. How have those buttons been held up? It's significant that she's wearing a... I'm waiting for the uniform to be retailored so it actually fits. I know, <laughs> the women have terrible uniforms, it's don't they? It's hanging off her. It looks like it was made for someone who's about three inches taller with arms the length of an orang. <laughs> it was the same for uh, Elizabeth, you know, in the, her first scene. Mm. The jacket and the pants, they were just awful. Mm. They might as well just put them in civilian clothing and be done with it. That's probably what Roddenberry were thinking of when he mm. would do <laughs> Star Trek. Mini skirts and tights, that's all they need. Ooh, there's obviously a pre-arranged signal. Very well. Now, you take out the knife and you stab me here and here. <laughs> well, that's it. The impression we've always got is Taylor was the leader of their community. Hmm. Not Halling. Go safely. And you. And it was kind of a... I don't know if this was just me, but I thought it was a matriarch. I haven't read the original Dune trilogy. No, I haven't. Okay, you wouldn't get the reference then. But for those that do, that remind me of the sisterhood such of sharing, which won't make much sense to you, but will make anyone in our audience who's actually <laughs> read them, specifically Chapter Hills Book 6. 
I find it amusing that the two young women that were walking directly towards the camera had a low-cut top. I'm not saying that was planned. With Joe? Yeah, I don't think it was planned. I am, because I've seen enough of the episodes that he's written. <laughs> I can't afford to have doubts. You mean you cannot afford to let them show? You're still a leader, Taylor. You're doing this for your people and for the future. They know that. Yes, for the sake of shampoo and good hairdressing. <laughs> yeah, you've got hot showers while they're still just jumping in and out of uh, limpid pools. Mm, limpid pools. Oh, a nice camera shot, that is. Coming down and through. And this must be the scene on the yeah, DVD menu that we're talking about. About like half the uh, military. Anxious to step through the gate again, Major? Yes, I am. We all are. Would you like us to bring back anything special? Uh, no, thanks. Groceries, new outfit, flatware? Hmm. No. Just yourselves in one piece, please. Dial it up. You say. Now, if I was McKay, I would change into the dark grey outfit because you stand out a bit. Yeah. And if somebody's going to shoot you, they'll think, him. <laughs> Why are you walking towards the course, McKay? And he's wearing a 9mm, which at this point he doesn't really know how to use very well. No, as we'll find out shortly. See, now they've all got to kind of narrow down into one little alley. Mm. And whoa, the gate. The gate transported them five feet away from it and scattered them about. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine oh, that. Oh, he's got red shirt written all over him. Imagine a couple of millennia ago, the gate was part of a whole complex, but some of those rocks looked like they were built directly in front of the gate. Mm. Realistically, we're probably going to need to come back. There's just uh, so much here. Well, I can see that. Is there any way to speed things up? Well, sure. Find me someone to translate some of the rune. Did you say there were natives here? They're very shy people. They probably went into hiding the moment we came through the gate. Is there any way you can coax them out and have them give us a hand? It is unlikely, but I could try. Lieutenant, go with her. It would be better if I went alone. You will be alone. With Lieutenant Ford. No, because our budget doesn't cover that many extras. <laughs> What's the point if they're very shy people? They're probably, you know, why bother talking to them? Oh, dear. Yeah, it kind of sets up the idea that Taylor's going to be away, doesn't it? Mm. But surely Taylor wouldn't know if these people were worth talking to. Her hair looks really red there. That's a stand-in. That was Taylor shouts in foreign language. Yeah, that looked like a stand-in wearing a wig. Mm. Unless the sun was really shining on it, it just looked a bit fake, that did. Navi! Navi? Weren't they on Avatar? <laughs> Maybe they're not around. There's a big tree. Maybe they're blue. <laughs> Cameron was looking at this and went, Navi? Big tree? Mm. But you are a stranger to them. They will not come out of hiding so long as you are with me. They're not a dangerous people, Lieutenant. I will be fine. The wig that the stand-in was wearing from the back looked curly. It probably was. And Taylor's hair is quite obviously straight. Yeah, probably a second unit shot just uh, to grab the stuff. That's it, Ford. Do what you're told. You stay there and behave. Yes, and then get your heart. Watch those twigs. Or branch, even. Mm-hmm. Patience. Patience. Gone on a mission with Jackson, you'd be here for days. <laughs> Wing. Whoosh. No, that's what the subtitle said. Washington. <laughs> you can see him from here. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Ray! You're to be that's actually quite nice to sort of trail after it shoots. <laughs> George! Thankfully, they're all bad jocks. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. 
<laughs> That's rather a spread and all from a professional soldier. Hmm. Major, what's the situation? Taylor's not with me. She wants to find her gear to back. <laughs> We're under attack. Mm. We're just celebrating. Mm. I'm surprised I can hear anything over that gunfire. Yeah. Run away. <laughs> Run away. No, retreat. Run away in place of route. <laughs> retreat backwards. Oh, dear. Oh, that good. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, wait, no, I'm not. Shoot him again. Slow motion shot and hit. That were a bit of an artsy shot, wasn't it? <laughs> with, you know, with the sun. Oh, that hit him hard. <laughs> and McKay struggling. Shut it down, they're right behind us. And they look remarkably like dandelions. It's not Jason, is it? Shepard. No, the subtitle said that was Stackhouse. Who shouted, shut it down. Oh, yes, Stackhouse is on this mission. We have to go back. Taylor, Lieutenant Ford? Still on the planet, we have to go back now. I'd advise against it. You have Wraith all over we the game. We can't just leave him there. Yes, we always go back, no matter how crazy it is. McKay gung-go, isn't he? <laughs> it's hard to say, most of them are behind the tree line. We're wasting time here. We need to mount a rescue operation. I am not going to send anyone through that gate until I have all the facts, Doctor. How did Taylor and Lieutenant Ford get separated from you? They went to check out the area, trying to make contact with some of the natives. And whose idea was that? Mine. She was following my orders. Shouldn't you be back in the infirmary? No, I'm fine. I didn't take a full blast. Uh-oh, here we go. He's recovering paralysis a lot faster than McKay did. He did, didn't he, yeah. Probably got it on the vest as opposed to the face. It probably dissipated some of the energy. What's that, Sergeant? She was conveniently absent during the ambush. So was Ford. Maybe it was him. I'm just stating a fact, sir. Sergeant, I am only going to say this once. With all due respect, Major, you can reprimand me if you wish, but it's been six times your team's been compromised. Only one Athosian knew about this last mission. Oh, dear. You think those two in the background are his guys, Bates' guys? They look, look like they've got the same air of suspicion. Receiving a radio transmission. You put down that shield and we could be opening this base up to a Wraith attack. That is a pretty good point he's making. Which is annoying, isn't it, really? (laughs) We've got a tweet from DancerChick1982. We're caught in a trap. I can't walk out because I'm in love with you too much, baby. (laughs) Nice. You and your Elvis. We dropped that shield and who knows what she'll bring through that gate with her. Oh, dear. Open up the damn gate! So, do you trust her or not? Yes, we know what you think, Sergeant. Elizabeth, yes, command, make a decision, woman. Ooh, daggers, daggers. Mm. (laughs) Lower the shield. Uh, Guys, oh yeah, there we go. He's got no trouble pulling in. McKay couldn't pull to save his life. McKay's not very strong. Oh, dear. Okay, this is a bit over the top, this is. If she were helping a wraith, why bother bringing Ford back? In fact, why bother coming back at all? She's of more use to them here in Atlantis. As for apparently rescuing Lieutenant Ford... She carried him through the damn gate. What's apparent about that? He's unconscious, sir. We still don't know what happened. Oh, that's enough. It's my job to express security concerns, sir. I've heard enough of your concerns. Again, with all due respect, Major, I believe you're putting your personal feelings in front of... You're dismissed. Oh, (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, when he applied for this job. Paranoid out of ten. Ten. Good lad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> Can he do that? Well, yeah. It's a military decision. Well, no, it's not. It's a civilian. Elizabeth's in charge at this point. I can't believe Shepard has given him his orders to do this interrogation or the interviews, if you like. What? I'm the one who put him in charge of security. Yes, you did. And if you want to dismiss me, go ahead. Why don't you go and see how Lieutenant Ford is doing? I'm on the table. A bit tricky for four people to sit. It's triangular. Ah, there we go. Yes, I'm going home, eventually. Yes. <laughs> That's a problem. You can't really go anywhere, can you? Indeed not. Oh, the loneliness of command. Yes, she does get the point. That's it, let's go through a purse. Anti-raid. You want me to go through her stuff? We're looking for weapons, transmitters, recording devices. Anything that looks like it's beyond the Athosian's level of technology. And if I don't find anything, do we move on to a strip search? Just do it. What, you mean like that light that she uses to light fires? Mm -hmm. That's beyond anything they've got. They really should clean up that uh, infirmary. It looks a bit of a mess. Mm -hmm. We were on our way back when we came under fire. Didn't even see them. We returned fire and broke for the gate. I was hit from behind. She saved my ass back there, Major. Of course she did. Major, hi, yeah. Oh, Ford, how you feeling? There's pins and needles all over. Oh, yeah, welcome to the club. No, sir, I meant to dive out of the way of the stunner blast. Oh, oh did you? On the way down. Oh. Hit your head, Major. I need you to see something. Uh, I'll be fine. Oh dear! Didn't you feel anything before? I yep. <laughs> don't worry, mate. It's not as if they don't care about you. No, it's just they don't. <laughs> we should have a countdown clock. <laughs> what the hell is this? I know how it looks. It's a special request from Sergeant Bates. I'm gonna bust that son of a bitch, Major. Taylor has nothing to do with this. The thing is, he was right. Ooh, yeah. Bates was right. I know, I was as surprised as you were. Now, is he more upset that Bates was right, or yeah. he was wrong about Taylor? It's her locket. It's a transmitter. It's been broadcasting a continuous signal. I wouldn't even notice if I hadn't been looking for it specifically. I found it. What? Back on our planet, the first time we met, Taylor took me to the old ruins. I was half buried in dirt. I gave it to her. Yes, yeah, so you got that little uh, extra line just to indicate that McKay's a total idiot. I lost this years ago. The locket isn't powerful enough to send a signal very far. Certainly not through subspace. Now, my guess is that there are probably relay devices on certain planets that pick up the transmission and then alert the nearest hive ship. Those were the planets where we were attacked. Boy, do we owe a few people an apology. Taylor had no idea she was giving away your position. She said it was a present from her father. She lost it when she was a kid. It was probably dormant until Major Shepard picked it up, activating it. If she wore it as a kid, how come they weren't attacked back then? Didn't I just say it was dormant? But if it's activated by touch... Well, you're not listening. I said Major Shepard activated it. As far as the Wraith are concerned, Taylor's just another human being. They would have no special interest in tracking her. Now, Major Shepard, on the other hand... Has the ancient gene. Exactly. That's the problem. You know, the yep. city scanners aren't at full operational status, <laughs> so there's probably all sorts of signals that they're aware of. So some Athosian thought this would make a nice little necklace. How could I possibly know that? What am I, answer man? The point is that... It wasn't Taylor. Or any other Athosian, for that matter. It's still rather bad luck that there's a hive ship close enough to get there within hours. Yeah. We can use it against them. I mean, at this point, of course, we don't know much about the uh, Wraith uh, hyperdrive technology and whatnot. Da -da -da. I love this bit. <laughs> I'm not sure if he wants to be convinced not to do it or <laughs> congratulated for doing it. 
Oh, really? I thought you said, Rodney, you don't have to do this. Yes, you do. Damn right I'm doing this. Despite the fact that feeling hasn't completely returned to my extremities. <laughs> Way to go, McKay. You're late. I gave up in the elfin uniforms. I had to go with the local top instead. Yes, it works much better. Shows off your muscles as well. Mm-hmm. And I do so mean the muscles. Nothing else. Yep. Capture one live is going to be a whole other deal. For any of these options to work, your wraith has to be on the ground. The last planet we visited was inaccessible by ship, and the uh, ruins around the Stargate should force the wraith to come through on foot. In which case, you'll be able to use these. Well, that's not very impressive, is it? It's a stun grenade. It's filled with a mixture of aluminum and potassium percolate that, when ignited, produces a high-pressure wave that will overwhelm the intended target with intense light and sound. Yeah, but that's only useful indoors. These aren't really made for outdoor work, are they? got your taser with a range of between 15 to 20 feet a taser what happened to the zat guns 15 to 20 feet why did they bring zat maybe they didn't bring zat to atlantis they should have done they brought tasers but not zat tasers which only work once Mm-hmm. we got company four of them oh we have a, oh, we have a proper race. race and three baby race the proper wraith is played by, I wrote this down, <laughs> James Lafazanos. Oh dear, no wonder you wrote that. Canadian actor. He played a wraith 15 times. No, a Canadian actor? I know. He's been in Covert Affairs, Battlestar Galactica, Supernatural. Hmm. That's it, McKay. He's really building a backbone, isn't he? Now, it might have been better if they'd have left yeah. that a bit more concealed, because obviously. They're leaving a long time between actually springing the trap. Mm. It's not that much of a trap, to be honest. He learnt all his uh, ambush techniques from uh, Jack, I think. Mm-hmm. Taylor. Oh. Big explosion. Yeah, it didn't hurt anybody, though. That, that was just like, oh, did a large explosion to go off this way. That was a casual glance. You could have just thrown a grenade yeah. on him, it had the same effect. Okay, Taylor. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> She's got issues, I think. Yeah, you think? <laughs> Oh, oh, that is annoying. But it's not enough. Oh, they're going to try to capture him alive. Yep. <laughs> He's not exactly creeping away fast, is he? That's mighty fine marksmanship. That's a hell of a punch. You shouldn't get within arm's reach of a race. Yep. That's silly. Oh, and a stick. Yes, uh, she's gone all kung fu fighting. Yeah, it's not a pole, it's not a branch, it's a stick. She's gone hmm. <laughs> See, they learn something new about Wraith every day. Yes, I can't see the screen if you're on top of it. Major! <laughs> <laughs> Dr. McKay! <laughs> Is there anybody left? Oof. <laughs> bits keep falling on me. I'm fine. This is this is fun for me. Let go of the speakers. <laughs> you know, you've gone onto the floor. <laughs> They're into the wraith, are they? 
He's got a. He's got a. Ooh. Now that's a stunner. That's one way to stun them. That is a stunner, all right. Easy. I've got blowing himself up. Why would he? He doesn't have the push buttony bit. Ah, uh, he has one on his wrist. Huh. A la Predator. No. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There's a lot of work goes into those homemade clothes. Mm-hmm. Taylor! Excuse me. I was hoping to catch you before you headed back to the mainland. I heard they're doing well. Very well. According to Harling, they're busily planting crops for the next harvest. I'm glad to hear it. I will tell them what has happened. Hopefully, in time, we will all be able to put the events of the past week behind us. Yes. Oh, that's good of them. So no hard feelings, then. Yeah, right. I believe, Dr. Weir... That in your place, I would have done the same. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> when it comes to uh, hoisting the crops, I'd expect a pretty high payment for them if the Atlanteans want them. Yeah, we'll starve you. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. I wonder if it's a purpose-built detention centre. Mm. Or else they're kind of just using an existing uh, storage room or something. Well, given that they were at war, they probably had a cell. Yeah, the ancients are daft enough to actually try to capture Wraith. Mm-hmm. I've got to admit, a fully made-up Wraith is an excellent alien. Yeah. Oh. Your kind is persistent. I would have thought you'd given up by now. Oh, hell. I got all the time in the world. Now you, on the other hand... Ooh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know, the gold were better. Their shields really stung you when you touched them. I give you a week. Maybe two tops. You waste your time. I will provide you with no information. I wonder what hurts more, the gunshot wound or the hunger? Because I'd love to help out, but how did McKay put it? We can't meet your dietary requirements. When I'm free, you'll be the first that I feed upon. <laughs> Have they got any idea, though, how long a wraith can go without feeding? Well, especially if they to hibernation. Yeah. A turkey sandwich? <laughs> yes. You think the wraith collapsed in the middle of the cell, who would be daft enough to go in there? But by bringing me here, you've only hastened your own doom. It's only a matter of time before the others of my kind come to rescue me. And when they do, there'll be nowhere in this world you can hide. He should really be twirling little goatee tying. Yes. It's sort of a Chinese uh, mustache yeah. thing. <laughs> I assume they've checked subspace for signals and are blocking it. You'd think so, yeah. But you never know. Let's face it, that could be a whole new episode. Right then, that was Suspicion. Indeed it was. To be honest, not the strongest episode of the first season. No, indeed not. They did a lot of work dealing with the interrogation and the investigations, and the payoff really wasn't that critical, wasn't that important. Nope. I mean, they've got a wraith out of it. I suppose that you could argue that's the payoff, but all the uh, antagonism that Bates generated kind of just wasted. Indeed. Kerry Glover, whose story this episode is based on, she's uh, the script coordinator for Leverage, also worked on The Bionic Woman, The Dead Zone, and Stargate Infinity, all 26 episodes of script coordinator there. Mario Azapardi, the director, he did four episodes of Stargate Atlantis, five of Stargate SG-1, and five of Highlander. Oh, dear. Just say the word. Open the iris. We have a little news, feedback and birthday segment for you. So to kick off, it's convention news. 
Creation Entertainment's 2013 Stargate Convention in Chicago takes place the weekend of August the 16th through the 18th. Confirmed guests include Amanda Tapping, Joe Flanagan, Ben Browder, Christopher Judge, Tori Higginson, David Hewlett, Gavin Smith, Kate Hewlett, Dan Shea, Alex Zahara and Dan Payne. Tickets, autographs and photo ops can all be booked through their online site. In the UK, the Showmasters Collectomania 19 takes place in Milton Keynes from the 25th of May through to the 27th. Christopher George and Tori Higginson have just been announced as guests, as well as Peter Mayhew, Henry Ian Cusack, Julian Sands and a host of other British sci-fi TV stars and performers. On the news front, the Stargate Command app, just released last year for iOS devices, has finally began to make an appearance on Android devices. The content and structure is the same, with a free download and in-app paid content, which at this time is Tilt's Revenge, the combat game. A few notable birthdays for the upcoming week. On the 22nd, Michael Kotzer, who played General Kerrigan in Stargate SG-1, as well as Fringe, will be celebrating his birthday, and he shares a day with Jennifer Spence, who played Dr. Lisa Park in Stargate Universe, and Betty Robertson in Continuum. On the 23rd, we have an Uber birthday, as Richard Dean Anderson celebrates his birth. Jack O'Neill, MacGyver and some early work in US Soaps and Movie of the Week, and now via Mercedes, bringing MacGyver back to the screen through adverts, and a tantalising entry in IMDb named Stargate Unleashed. We got some comments this week for the episode icon via our Facebook page. Jeff posted, This was a really good episode. Kind of wish they had turned it into a multi-part story, but it probably was about exactly the right length without the story starting to drag. I replied, if they had fleshed out some of the events that had been glossed over, then I think they could easily have made it into a solid two-parter. may have taken some cash to maintain the action, otherwise it may have gotten dull. Brad posted, a very nice episode. I don't think I've re-watched it since I got the DVDs, but I really liked it. The shippers have been waiting a while for an app like this, and Daniel once again gets to be Kirk. Such a nice set design for the bunker. I wish they'd return later in the series. And the exteriors of the estate house, wonderful. Did the location shoot in Ireland? I guess not, it wasn't raining, haha. <laughs> Great ep guys. And I replied, the house is a private residence in Vancouver. Eva Lepenska posted, this episode was on TV on Friday in Czech. Jeff posted, I just finished listening to the episode. I would like to point out that Mike, the Englishman, advocated using colonising as sound principle. I really need to see how history school books are written in the UK. And I replied, the methods behind the process have merit under certain circumstances, but the results, if human history is any indication, often leave something to be desired. Brad chimed in, the strong rule over the weak, puny humans. And I finished off, we welcome our alien overlords. We also got some voicemail from Brad about suspicion. Hello, Alan and Mike and the rest of the listeners. This is Brad from Victoria, Australia. Just want to chime in on my thoughts of SGA Season 1, Episode 5, Suspicion. Good to see the mainland come in. It's one of those storytelling tools that they didn't really touch on again after this episode. Apart from the odd reference that there's a crop ready to be picked or something along those lines, we get one more episode later on in the series focusing on the Atlantis Ocean. But yeah, nothing about the mainland. There could have been some good storytelling done on there. Is the team really that naive to not to think that one of the Ephesians could be a spy? We're only five episodes in to the first season and roughly a month or two in Atlantis, so they don't really know everyone as well as they think they do. But yeah, apart from that, good episode. It just keeps on building this season and um, look forward to many more. Talk to you later. Bye. You're right, Brad. The mainland could have been used to tell some more stories about the Athosians rather than just being a location to refer to as a background. 
That said, there were one or two episodes which relied on its existence to make them work. Brad has already sent us in some audio for Avatar and Affinity, which he recorded on his phone and emailed in. Sounds easy, and you know what? It is. As Brad has said, figuring out what you're going to say is a tricky bit. But hearing your voices, talking Stargate, is the best way to interact. If you want to get in touch, then our email address is thegatecast at gmail.com and our website is at gatecast.co.uk. We are on Facebook, Google+, iTunes and Stitcher, under Gatecast. And on Twitter we are The Gatecast, which is one word. We also want to thank everyone that takes the time to retweet any info we post via Twitter. It's proven to be an invaluable resource. And our followers now eclipse the number of weekly downloads. Not going to knock that, because we are now part of a great little Stargate community spanning the globe. That's it for now. Let's wrap up the show. Next week, strange that you mentioned it, next SG1 episode is Avatar. The Gamekeeper's virtual reality technology enables Teok to enter a virtual SGC where he can battle Anubis' super soldiers. Teok tries over and over to defeat the warriors, but sensing his real doubts, the aim will not let him win or leave. With Teok's life in danger, Daniel enters, freeing them both. The last time I read that, basically, it gives away the entire plot. Yeah, so many synopses do. So that was suspicion. Sorry, I had a brief brain further. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. By all means, give us feedback, because we like feedback. Tell your friends. Yep. Goodbye, everybody. See you next week. I probably said that in the wrong order. That's been Suspicion. I hope you join us next week for our Stargate SG-1 episode. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast, hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever. Stargate forever.